Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to All Things in the Name of Love. This podcast was created by Dr. Erica Reesberg. The theme song, Rise Up for Love, was created and sung by Megan Moreau. Episode 1, Practicing Self-Love Through Mindful Eating, Nutrition, and Diet. I'm starting out this series with a call to self-love. You have within you more love than you could ever understand. Rumi. How do you begin to access this love? By loving yourself. I'm not talking about a look-at-me kind of narcissism. I'm talking about looking at the unsavory parts that you have been trying to avoid, or shame, or disown, and love all of you, not just what others have conditioned you to love. To that end, I'm focusing on food addictions, because they are the most obvious way to find a wound that you're hiding. I'm coming at this from a place of love and love alone. There is only love infused into this podcast. If you're looking for judgment or self-flagellation, this is not for you. I want you to love you, to learn how to tune back into your intuition, to connect back to nature, to stand in the rain and dance in the majesty of it. In order to get there, you need to remove layers. And food addictions, while they are not easy per se, are more obvious to uncover and heal than other wounds. I'll start with a story about sugar. Full disclosure, I've broken my addictions to sugar, gluten, dairy, coffee, and soy. I know full well that none of it was fun at the time. And I have seen a huge uptick in my health and my intuition. I have a greater appreciation for the beauty of this world and shop with much more awareness of ingredients and how what I buy impacts the environment. So yeah, sugar. It's one of the most addictive substances on this divine planet of ours. In its plant form, sugar cane isn't particularly bad. And as a concentrated, refined, granulated option, it's pretty toxic. There have been several studies done on it in the past five years. My beloved dad got pancreatitis from drinking two gallons of apple cider a week for 20 years. He otherwise ate healthy, and at the time, thought fruit juice was healthy. Even if you're eating really healthy and just want a treat, you'll be hard-pressed to find anything labeled healthy that doesn't have cane sugar. Ah, fudge. Sorry. My dad was famous for his bad puns, and this one just slipped out. Anyways, one of my oddest memories as a kid was going to birthday parties where chocolate cake and soda was served. I got nauseous and always asked for milk to balance the chocolate, 
and the parents didn't understand why I didn't want the treats, since we normally all ate healthy food. My grandma, who was really up on nutrition, used sugar and molasses for Christmas cookies. Every year I ate them, and every year I got taken out by a sinus infection. I didn't get why. I recently bumped into a neighbor who told me this wild story. Her two-and-a-half-year-old daughter has had a banana and an apple every day since she started eating solid food. She eats healthy meals. Her dad is a cook, and this year at Halloween, they did what a lot of parents do and took their daughter trick-or-treating. Well, the daughter had her first taste of sugar and got hooked super fast. She had a bunch of candy, then refused her dinner. She couldn't sleep and at around 3 a.m. woke her mom up begging for food. When the mom made her standard fare, the daughter cried and said it tasted funny. The mom ate it, and it was fine. Sugar had altered her taste buds that much. The mom hid the rest of the candy. Over the course of the day, the daughter was able to taste her food normally again. That's one experience with sugar. I drank Pepsi throughout high school and college. Sorry, body. At the time, I thought my metabolism could handle it. I loved Kit Kats, Milky Ways, and M&Ms. It never occurred to me that the almost constant sinus infections I had were the direct result of my diet. When we moved to Portland in 2011, I started focusing more on my spirituality and realized that I had a sugar addiction. I decided that I needed to break the habit. Wow. Talk about hard. My chiropractor at the time suggested that every time I had a craving, I eat an almond with some unsweetened coconut flakes. I did that a lot. After about a month, the cravings were gone. I was good until Christmas and then made my grandma's gingerbread cookies and went back into the cycle again. It took me three times and a lot of effort and the help of alternative sugars like monk fruit, raw honey, and xylitol to finally help me break out of the sugarcane addiction. Now I find it too sweet, and if I get exposed to it, I get sick almost immediately. I've learned how to make my own treats with unsweetened chocolate, cocoa butter, and monk fruit, and whenever I bake, I use substitutes and smaller quantities. What's resulted in eliminating cane sugar from my life, as well as dairy, soy, coffee, and gluten, is that my intuition is a lot stronger. My connection with an undefinable energy that I sense is more palpable, and I feel more aware and in tune. Food addictions are very hard to wean off of. I know this all too well. Yet, I am healthier than I was in my 20s, have more energy, and have gotten really mindful about my food choices now that I know what my body responds to. My preference is to be more connected to myself when I'm feeling good than being taken out by lower-energy foods. Part of this podcast is a weekly action. So the action of the week for this week is don't panic. I'm not sending you on a detox quest. I am suggesting that you do an experiment. Pick one, sugar, caffeine, gluten, dairy, or soy. Reduce your intake of one of them. For example, If you put two teaspoons of sugar in your coffee, see how it tastes with one. Be mindful of how much sugar or coffee you take in over the course of a day and see if there's a way you can cut back. Drink your coffee more slowly and savor it. 
Try this for a week. See how you feel. If you feel like you were deprived, you probably have a bit of a dependency. Having done this with multiple foods, I know this. If you want to get more in touch with your intuition and be more aware, my suggestion is you take this journey. Go slowly. After drinking coffee in my baby bottle at 18 months, my grandpa was Swedish, until about three years ago, I knew that giving it up needed to be a very gentle process. It took me six months to slowly wean myself to decaf, substituting one scoop a month of decaf beans in the brew until it became fully decaf. Now I have green tea chai that I make, and I enjoy it more than the coffee I used to adore. I'm providing these suggestions as a way to start getting more in touch with yourself. When you stop doing things automatically and become more aware of what you eat and drink, you'll start nurturing yourself more. That's it for the week. Until next time, I wish you the highest peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.